Wolverine Nation, welcome to the Go Blue Players with J&J. You're listening to Jared Bunch and Jamie Morris, former Michigan Wolverines. And we're here happy to be with you again because the Wolverines have started off the 2016 season at 2-0. And I don't care who you played. It doesn't matter. When you start off 2-0, that means you are undefeated, baby. And I'm happy about it doesn't matter who we played but we got we did find out some things about the team or we did see some things everybody's been talking about uh michigan and the national championship playing in that playoff well you know you got to start off and play the games that are necessary to, you got to win the games that are necessary to win and we've started to do that so far we're going to talk about that in this episode for oh let me bring in my man jamie morris old running mate also the host of what's the what's the what's the uh radio show you got now the m zone the m zone my man it's every day monday through friday monday through friday but we have to say this again this is some important information right here go blue players with j and j is doing well it's doing very well as a podcast but we have to get people to subscribe and that's why we keep telling you win yourself some tickets to the game <laughs> win yourself some tickets to the game by subscribing to global players on itunes or becoming a follower on blog talk radio slash global players with j and j you have we have to get those numbers up we love the fact that you guys have been listening but we have not been getting those followers that we need so that we can give you some better and bigger prizes. We are giving away two tickets to the Ohio State game. Two tickets to the Ohio State game. You can only get those tickets if you are a subscriber or you follow the show. So please continue to follow the show, subscribe, and Become a part of the show. We want to bring you onto the show. We want you to talk about this season and where, how it's been going, what you think you've seen, and the differences between the first week and the second week, which we're going to talk about in this show. So, okay, with that out of the way, James, this show is going to be predominantly about expectations and what we've seen from week one and week two okay so let's get this episode started with the way i see it segment this is ward manuel athletic director at the university of michigan you're listening to go blue players with j and j okay and in the way i see it segment we're going to provide our analysis on the team from our former teammate from a former teammate perspective of jim harbaugh and we're going to give you some some looks and what we feel like either he's thinking right now or what he would like to be saying to his team. Or, and, and maybe he can say it, maybe he can't. Let's start off right with the first question, Jamie. How do you think they played? How do you think the game went on Saturday? I think, I think the game went well. I think, it, um, I think you had a Central Florida team that came into Ann Arbor and wanted to take the, the run out of Michigan. They knew that Michigan wanted to run the ball, and they put eight men in the box and wanted to see if this young quarterback, Wilton Spate, could beat them. So 
they 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 were blitz. They were running run blitzes, doing everything at the line of scrimmage, trying to shut the running game did down. Which Coach Harbaugh switched up by the second series and was throwing was airing it out. And you know, you've heard the term 50-50 ball. No, it was eighty-five fifteen balls, and that was in favor of uh, the Michigan athletes. I mean, we had the better athlete, and the co- the quarterback was throwing the ball. Wilton got it done. Yeah, he took some hits. And he got up and, you know, he showed that, you know, being a young quarterback, he had learned enough to beat Central Florida. You talk about he took some hits. And I think that is the biggest concern that um, I've heard uh, watching the game. I, you know, it, it was it um, a great game to watch. No, but we, we but still, when you think about the first quarter and it's already almost 30 to nothing and. Out of you've had two block punts, a block field goal. I mean, you know, you you t- you have to <laughs> take those in, those things in consideration. Then you really, as it start to be a nitpicking type of thing, because it has to it has to be a really um, you got to be careful when you know when you're looking at this type of situation. I think that we could have um, showed some dominance, more dominance, running the ball. Even though we knew that UCF was coming in and wanted to stop the run, that's how you can really determine who's going to be a you know a huge player, huge player when it comes to um, making sure that you get whatever you whatever your will is. It doesn't matter whether the team knows you want to do that or not; you still can do it. And that's what I think we need to really start. Um, concentrating on that. We're going to run the ball. You know we're going to run the ball. So what? Stop us. They did stop us. They did. They, they, they did. And, and so when you tell someone to stop us, stop me. And they do. It's very good that you have a quarterback like Spate that can say, all right, wait, you know, we're going to put the ball up. He puts the ball up and throws for 312 yards, four touchdowns, and didn't even play, you know, the entire game. But that is what helps the entire situation is that our era, it didn't matter. We were going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. This era now, we want to run the ball, but if you stop us, we're going to pass. I think we have to really start putting our foot down that if we say we're going to run the ball, we got to run the ball. And I think that's why people are really, you know, think. You know, where the first week it was like, oh, this is a number one team. We're really going to, you know, national championship team, blah, 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 blah. And then this week it's like, oh, it came down a little bit just because we said we were going to run the ball, but we, we were stopped. I, I guess I guess you have a point. I just took it as, hey, with the, def- the defense took one thing away, we're capable of doing the other thing. And we're, we're very capable. I think that um, when you have a young quarterback who can air it out and you have – Two two uh, senior receivers and a senior tight end that are potential All Americans that they'll be one, they'll be first or second round picks. I think you take advantage of what you have, and I think that's what Coach Harbaugh did. He went right to the air. I know that I know that uh, Coach Frost said at the end of the game we were we were much more physical than Michigan, but I don't think so. I think Michigan was physical. If you think about all the yards that. Uh, Central Florida put up. It was only on four, four to five plays that they got all their yards. 
It wasn't yeah. like they they dominated. They didn't dominate. It looked like Michigan won each first, second, third, yeah, right. and fourth yeah. quarter. Right. Yeah, you're right. There was four four big plays that they had, but it's still when you when you look on the stat sheets, it doesn't look good when the leading rusher for our team, you know, was thirty eight yards and thirty five yards, and leading rusher for their teams was eighty seven and eighty one. No, you're right. That that doesn't look good, but I mean. You take what the defense gives you, and hey, they wanted to they wanted to live and die by stopping the run, or they died, and they died fast. And like you said, it was thirty, it was it was twenty eight to nothing, really quick. Yeah, and that and that's why I say it's a, you know you really have to look at the situation because um, that we we didn't have to pass. You know, I mean, we could have just kept running, running, running. And, you know, even if we got yards and picked up first downs or not, it wouldn't matter because we were so far ahead that, it, you know, the game was pretty much out of out of whack, or, you know, early on. So being able to still throw the ball, um, get receivers open, protect the quarterback, even though he was sacked. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, he, I think he was sacked. Uh, three or four times. Yeah, three times. You know, um, I remember my senior year, we had the entire year, one sack. The entire season. Now, we didn't throw the ball a lot. But, right. <laughs> but, but, but the entire season. So I, I, that's one thing I don't, I didn't like. I didn't like the fact that, that we gave up some, you know, some sacks and 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 Spate took some hits too, uh, but he did, uh, you know, throw for four touchdowns and and Jake Butt like like I've said all last year I think he's a stud and there's no question I think he is the uh, best tight end in the nation right now and he picks up seven receptions two touchdowns so two games he's got three touchdowns a tight end two games three touchdowns. <laughs> um, Darbo Darbo gets two two touchdowns again, and he goes over a hundred yards. So, I mean, it's it's nice that we have the players that, if the run is stopped, we can throw. But we really like to establish our identity, or Michigan's identity in the past, when we won championships was running the ball and being able to run whether you knew we were going to run it or not. Right. So, so that's that's. That's one of the things. Now let's move on and start talking about the defense. I mean, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about the defense because what we always talked about um, on defensively is, you know, we wanted to play hard, be good, stop it, sometimes bend or break, but never give up a big play. There were some big plays that were given up. Now, it, it, was that because of uh, over-aggressiveness? Um, or, you know, I don't, but there were some plays that were made, even though as good as the defense played early on, let's talk about those big plays and, and how, you know, we can't give up those. I mean, we had one, one play with over 80 yard run. Come on. And, now. you know, if you get, if you look at the kid, he was the fastest man on the field. I mean, he's an athlete, but that being said, I, I, I go with the over aggressiveness, aggressiveness. They were, I mean, the, the, the players were there to make the play. They just got to make the play. I mean, 
we we have a very good fast defense and we were playing an up-tempo Oregon style offense that's where Scott Frost is from and um we we I mean I think it was a good it was a good uh test for this team and uh I think they passed the test too I mean a lot of people um a lot of people think that you know this what's this for you'll see that down the road when you play someone of an Ohio state but that's way down the road but it's good that we had we got this game in with an up tempo team with some type of uh athletes on their team yeah you know i i, I didn't I, I didn't think about that but we talked about this before and the defense and the defensive coordinator and that i'm sure he had, um, and what was the defense coordinator's name who used to work with? Uh, Don, uh, DJ, DJ uh, Durkin? No, um, this defensive coordinator for, for. Uh, um, Don Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, we're still learning. I mean, I think the team is still learning when you say, I mean, they're still yeah. picking up, they're still picking up the nuances of it. They, they love the, the aggressiveness that, um, that it brings, but sometimes it's, you get too excited. I think, uh, I mean, cause the rotation of the defensive line, um, where, uh, we had some players, you know, that, that couldn't get in because of injury or of, of whatever was going on, but they did some things that uh that would that that make you happy you know but it also is like oh i can see some mistakes may have been made um because of over aggressiveness not because of you know not knowing what you know what your assignment is well remember no risk no reward uh, yeah yeah but <laughs> you're right you <laughs> no risk but Rashad Gary showed up no he did show up and you know with Monet going down uh with some uh key defensive linemen going down we um we we were able to show our showcase our prize freshman I mean and he played really well had two sacks played really well and uh got into the game so uh, I mean that's good for us getting him some time on the field um I think it's going to be great for this team down the road with, with that young man getting some, you know, some type of action. So I think it's always good when you play football. I, I didn't, I didn't particularly like having those kids out there on the field when we were up so far ahead, but, and that's your starters because you can always get injuries, but you know what? That's the coach and that's his decision. And why would you think he made that decision? I think that, that he felt that they weren't playing at the level that he, he wanted them to and that they were making mistakes and they wanted to correct those mistakes within a game atmosphere. Because you, you cannot replicate game situations or game speed in practice, as you well know. So a chance to you know uh, fix those bugs now, an opportunity to run those, those blitzes, those, those sets, in the game situation, I think they wanted to take advantage of that, and they did. They did it all. Now, what happened on Friday? I think they got some uh, uh, an additional uh, pep talk from from uh, a another uh, celebrity or person of interest. 
Rich Eisen. <laughs> Rich Eisen comes in and he gives a pep talk. How, how did that go? It was great. Rich came in and he gave a speech from the heart. And he, he told those guys how that team makes him feel and how, he, how prideful he is when he sees Michigan football uh, on television when he sees them from afar and how proud he is when he takes the field with the team being the honorary captain. He rode on the bus, too, then he, he rode in. He did the whole gambit. He did the whole gambit. He rode on the bus. He um, uh, got dressed. They, they gave him uh, coaching wear. Uh, he ran down and touched the banner. He did everything. That has to be really exciting for for the players. Um, you know, somebody you, you watch on SportsCenter or watch on ESPN over and over over the years, and now he's somebody that comes in and gives uh, inspirational talk to you, uh, riding the bus with you. Said, you know, I went to the school too. I, I you know, I, um, I'm amazing blue myself. And, you know, how exciting is it for not only the freshmen, I mean, but <laughs> the juniors. It's yeah, it's all of them. Yeah. I mean, Rich Eisen represents the, um, the NFL network. So, I mean, those guys have high aspirations to be in the NFL someday. So, you know, they get an opportunity to meet somebody who represents the NFL. Well, sure, they're going to be happy and excited. And they said his speech was, if not better, it was, it was up there with Michael Jordan. So is this going to be something every week that, uh, you know, some, he's going to bring somebody in? Oh, Jared, you know, who the, you know who the honorary captain is this year, don't this you? This week? No. Yeah, this Colorado weekend. So I'm, I'm going to give you Burlin, a hint. Burton or, or Hanlon, Jerry Hanlon? Nope, I'm going to give you a hint. He, he, he's not allowed to play football for the next three weeks, so oh, he's available. Oh, man. Oh man! <laughs> so how big oh, is this game? Is it, are you are you? Is this a breaking? Is this uh you know breaking news? This is, is we, has I, this been told it. already, or is this a secret? Well, they know. Every no, it's not a secret anymore. Obviously. So so Tom Brady will be the uh, inspiration for for this 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 week's game. He will be in there giving that pep talk for the team this week. Friday, Friday night? Yes, he will be with the team. He will ride the bus with the team. He will do everything that Rich Eisen did. Wow. Wow. That has to be some exciting players now. I mean, if that doesn't, uh, you know, pep their step, for, for practice this week, if, if it wasn't enough that this is the last, I keep saying preseason, but non-conference game before we start the Big Ten play, and, and you come in and you have someone like <laughs> Tom Brady comes in to give you inspirational talk or to talk, talk about his experiences playing in the big house just to get motivated. Wow. So that everybody knows this already. Right. Everybody the players already know, but they're all there's a buzz. There's a buzz around that that building. There's a buzz. You you know it as well as I do. Mr. The quarterback that we call the best player in 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 uh pro football uh yeah. is coming in town. So are we gonna be able to get him on the show? 
Are we going to be able to get him to come on the Go Blue Players with J&J and Tom Brady? <laughs> That's what I'm working on. Okay. Well, that that will be nice. And it would be good to see, uh, you know, the, the overall, let's give some grades overall on the play um, of the offense, offensive line, running backs, quarterback, and defense. Give me some grades. Well, I, I, you, you, you know as well as I do the offensive line. I'm just going to give them a B um, in pass blocking. I'm going to give them a, I'm going to give them a C minus in. Well, I'm going to give them a, a straight up C for uh, the running game because they came with run blitzes all the time. They were able to block. Sometimes we, sometimes we whiffed from a, a wide receiver standpoint. Sometimes we whiffed from a, a tight end standpoint. I think overall the running game was a was a um, was a C. I'm just going to give it a C because how can you give that a C? Because that's what they lined up against. You know as well as I do. In, in nowadays in college football, you take something away, you take advantage of what they're going to give you. And we took advantage. I mean, our passing game is an A plus. If that's cool. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. You, you you hit it on it, right? It wasn't. They weren't trying to force it. Right. So a C is average, right? I got you. Okay. And then uh, from a defensive standpoint, uh, you know, we gave up we gave up four big plays. Like I said, overall it's a, it's a, it's a B, a straight up B from a defensive standpoint. I think our line, I I think we at the beginning of the year uh, weren't sure about our linebackers, but I'm becoming more and more confident that our linebackers are 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 um are very good uh, with Jabril Peppers and Mike. McC- Mike McCoy, Mike McCray there. Um, and uh, I think our secondary, even with Jordan Lewis not playing his second game, has played well. So yeah. that being said, I mean, overall, you, you give them a solid, you give the team a solid B. From a, from, a, um, from a special team standpoint, they're a B. We did get a, we did muff a punt and we shouldn't have, but that, that happens because that's the first time we punt it. Only a yeah, but only a B because I mean, when you had three block kicks, as I said, we had a muff punt. No, blocked. I'm saying our team blocked. I know. Blocked. I know they two punts, two punts and, and a kick, two field goals. I, oh, I'm only a B. <laughs> I'm giving us where I think we have. What did it, what do we have to do to get an A? I mean, really, you got to run one back, and you got to oh, okay. Back, you know, okay. 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 Oh, it would have. So it would have been an A had they had some better returns. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So who stood out for you? Anyone? Anyone in particular? Well, Dar- on the offense, Darbo and um and um, Chesson, Jake Butt. If he wouldn't have dropped two passes, but I, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, obviously, Wilton Spate uh, stood out. Because he stood in there strong. Um, from a, a defensive standpoint, the five-star uh, recruit Rashawn Gary, obviously Jabril Peppers, um, and uh, we had some. Uh, I think um, those were those were the keys right there. I think Chris Wormley has played well, and he's shown. But we got to get more of a push on that defensive line. We talk about it. And how how well how well it is. Sometimes we can't blitz all the time. Sometimes we're going to have to get the pressure from that defensive line. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, 
it was a it was a solid outing. Solid. I think that the uh, expectations of of what was going to happen because UCF's record last year, and then they're coming in our you know into our big house into the big house. Um, maybe, but I think it was good of how everything is being is played out now. Not too overconfident, not too over uh, down too much when we didn't get as much uh, out of certain aspects of the game as, as we wanted to. But we do have another game coming up this week. And uh, that that does give us another opportunity to show what we are really capable of before conference play starts. So it's it's a, a big week. Plus, we're having a, a big-time motivational speaker uh, come in this week to get things started. So that's uh, a good start. We are looking forward to this upcoming week. So that's the way I see way I see it segment. So just stick around. We will be back right here with the Go Blue Players with J and J. Welcome back to the Go Blue Players with J and J. We're here in the Big Blue segment, which will be a continuation of my interview and, and discussion with U of M University of Michigan's athletic director and my former teammate, Ward Manuel. This will be part two. If we have time, we went a little bit long last segment, so it may even be cut again, so we'll have three segments, but um, stick around. Here it is, part two of my conversation with the University of Michigan Athletic Director, Ward Manuel. The second thing that I wanted to bring up was... um, Something I hope that you remember. And it's called Let the Cracks Begin. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that is this Let the Cracks Begin was started by you back, I think it was it was it sophomore year? Was it our sophomore year or junior year? I think it was our junior year. Junior year, right? You know, but you know that it continued. It continued on. I don't know if that's I don't, I don't think I don't know if they still do it, but yeah, I know it continued on for a while. And uh, I blame our our old teammate Alex Marshall. He gets mad if he's listening; he'll get mad. I always blame him for losing the. We used to keep a, a album of all of the oh man drawings and all that stuff, and and nobody can find it. Maybe one day it'll resurface, but we tried to hand it down from generation to generation, and that and I tease Alex. I don't know who. Um, you know where it went, but one day I hope that that book resurfaces from those days because that was uh, well. Okay. Share exactly so they know, so, so everyone listening knows exactly what was let the cracks begin. Well, basically, it was um, I was sitting next to Vince Washington, and uh, Vince was was an artist. I mean, he um, I think he majored in art. Um, at Michigan. And so um, Vince uh, was drawing a picture, a funny picture of somebody on the team. And I convinced him to, to uh, either convince or just snatched it from him. Went up to the front of the room while we were waiting on Bo and the coaches to come in. And I proceeded to tell a little story about uh, the person uh, who uh, the drawing was about, and I don't remember what the first one was. Uh, 
And then I showed the picture to the, to the, uh, <laughs> to the team and everybody was just cracking up. So that led to <laughs> retaliation. <laughs> led to retaliation. And so the next day, there must have been 10, 10 people come up to me with different drawings <laughs> and stories behind oh, it. You know? And uh, it, it just sort of exploded from there that guys, you know, while they were getting treatment or if they were uh, in their room in between practice or uh, the night after, you know, meetings were over, uh, or doing meetings, they'd be making drawings for the next day. And so um, actually it, what it turned into is it turned into about 15 minutes before every meeting during camp, the, uh, during camp uh, everybody would show up in the room. So nobody was ever late, if you remember. Because no, everybody, no, everybody wanted to get in and uh, let the cracks begin. Right, right, <laughs> they wanted right. to get their seat. Right. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. So it it, it it turned into a life of his own, and it was really funny. There, there was some there was some that I rejected because you know some of it did get uh, too personal at times, uh, and I would just tell people, no, I'm not going to do it that way. You know, we, we this is a team. This is for fun. This is not uh, to hurt. But it, it was only one or less than a handful of those that I sort of rejected. But for the most part, it was just a way for us to let off some steam. Uh, joke with each other. Some people, you know, there was even, if you remember, Jared, there was some that were directly about me, right? So, was, oh, for sure. Everybody. I, the, the ones I remember, I still remember. I, there's two, two that I remember about me. And it was funny. I mean, I had to laugh. It was so funny. Who was Dark Man? Yeah. You remember who was Dark Man? <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And Mr. Holly Man. You remember who was Mr. Holly Man? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, there was in the little man that lived in Demetrius Demetrius brown hair. Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there was Bartles and James bunch and dames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up to the speaker. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was hilarious and. Uh, you know, when I look sometimes now, we we see like uh, they have um, football shows on 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 the NFL, inside NFL and whatnot, um, and they have talent shows during camp. It just right. it just brings me right back to you know, uh, let the cracks begin, I, and, and it's it's a it's a necessary thing that goes on during camp because it's just camp is just so nothing but football. I mean, right. from morning, once you wake up to once you go to bed, it's practice on the field and meetings and having those little entertainment breaks where you can just laugh and, you know, laugh at yourself, laugh with your buddies and, and that com camaraderie. And uh, it's just something that I, I mean, that I really, really think that uh, people would get a kick out of knowing. And, and, and I attribute that to the first time that Ward Manuel got up in front of the class, up the class in front of the group. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and then, then somebody, I don't know if, if you started it as let the cracks begin or just 
was it David Key? Somebody just said, let the cracks begin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it probably was Key. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, what it did, I think, for all of us is, you know, after a long day, because, you know, for your listeners, I mean, this occurred like 745 at night, you know, after two a days, uh, every, you know, about, I don't know, midway week or week or two into the um, into the, the camp. And so we still had, you know, two more weeks of camp to go. And really what it did is it, it sort of energized us to finish our day. I mean, everybody was um, up and awake and engaged. And uh, I, I distinctly remember one time, you know, we tried to do it and we tried to have somebody tell us when Bo was walking down the hall, if you remember. Right. Somebody and one time out. he comes in and he says, hey, <laughs> stop all the levity. Um, but yeah. One, one thing I do remember um, is our assistant coaches started to hear about this. And they started coming in. And they started coming in the room yep. early. Yes. And they would sit in the back and they would laugh. And, um, you know, pretty much, uh, I think one point in time, I, um, I, I know one, at one point in time, I ended up talking to Bo about it. And, uh, and he, uh, he said, I, you know what, I heard about it. And uh, I was just mad that I wasn't there to participate. You know, so I said, no, you weren't. <laughs> well, let me ask you something. The, this this freshman class that uh, that they had seventeen players play in the first first game, seventeen. And and our freshman year, Mike Teeter played, uh, Greg McMurtry played, and Chris Callaway got in like the second to the last game. So it was, there was yeah. three players. Here it is, this class. Does that kind of, does this class kind of remind you of, of our class? I mean, we were ranked number one. This class was ranked pretty high up there. But they had yeah. 17 freshmen play right. in the first game. Yeah, I think it speaks to a couple of things, Jerry. I mean, I, I was I, – I knew watching the game that a lot of our freshmen were playing. I didn't know it was going to – the tally was going to be 17 – until after the game, uh, our sports info director uh, for football told me, uh, and it's a it's a high number, it's an impressive number. So I think there there are two factors that are different between us. The class does remind me of of our class and great classes that Michigan has had over the years. Um, but remember when we played, we had ninety five scholarships, so you had ten more. Uh, guys on scholarship than we have now at 85. But the, the second thing, and probably the most important thing, having been in uh, college athletics now for uh, over 20 years, uh, in the last five years, definitely, uh, these young men and young women coming into college athletics are uh, stronger, uh, in better condition, better prepared with camps and preparation and personal trainers and the weight programs at high schools have gotten better. Uh, so they come in uh, with a level of strength and conditioning and work uh, that allows them to come in uh, with a skill set and an understanding of what it's going to take to play, uh, to transition and play from high school to college. 
Uh, and so that that is impressive. But seven, they are an impressive group. But seventeen to play in that in that first game and have that opportunity, um, and for uh, Jim and his staff to have prepared them in a short period of time for that transition, uh, in the the hard work that those young men uh, put in to prepare themselves to participate uh, in that first game uh, in it, in for the rest of the season is really. Uh, a tribute to all of that. It is, which which brings me to another question. Since, you know, there's so much pressure, not pressure, but there's so much talk about um, this team. And then when they go out and do, a, have a great outing like that, 63 to three, um, does, it, does it make, I mean, I get nervous, but not like really nervous. How much people are, talking about national championship national championship where you know it's one game and we know a lot of things can happen does, does it make is it a lot more pressure when you know all of the talk this offseason was of of how how hardball is how great he's doing and and recruiting and what he's doing with the uh, satellite camps and and then last year we had a, a I don't think anyone really expected us to do as well as we did and from not expecting us to have that many wins, going to have a, a season like we did, to now everybody's ex- expecting national championship. Does that is that are you nervous about that? I mean, as the athletic director, seeing as you know at UConn, you were you had you know national championship basketball for men and women, multiple national championships. Does that make you a little bit nervous? Well, you know, we talked about the freshmen, but I think. You know, what, where the rubber meets the road with any team, as you know, is who are your seniors? What type of leadership do they provide your upperclassmen coming back? Um, and we have great uh, leadership in the senior class, a tremendous uh, group of young men who have been through a lot. They've been through uh, transition uh, of coaches. They've been through uh, ups and downs, and they've seen it. Um, in their their effort uh, off the field, not only in the classroom, but the weight room, uh, and the things that they do to prepare themselves for success has been impressive for, for me to watch in the le- just the last six months. And a lot of credit goes to Jim, but a lot of credit also in his staff, and a lot of credit also goes to these kids and their attitude and perspective and what they bring to the table. Now, that being said, uh, since uh, long before you and I, uh, came to Michigan 30 years ago, there's been a high expectation around uh, our program uh, and around Michigan football and Michigan athletics for a long, long time. Uh, we just celebrated the 150th anniversary of uh, Michigan athletics uh, this past year. Um, we are the winningest football program in the history of college football. Uh, when you come to Michigan, the expectation is already there. Uh, the target is uh, already uh, squarely on your back as a partic- as a uh, Michigan Wolverine, and so the expectations uh, are high as they should be, as they have been for a long time. Uh, the difference is the expectations now because of the playoff, and and they've been there before with national championships and the like. It it has a different. Uh, connotation a different following uh every every week there's speculation about 
you know, even this week, who's in, who's out, uh, who's played themselves out of it, who looks like they're going to continue to march down that road and, uh, and have great, you know, great success. Uh, And so the way uh, coach Harbaugh approaches it, the way, I look at it as we take uh, take it game by game, uh, and you deal with the expectations and you deal with the preparation that it takes to be successful week in and week out. You don't uh, you you try to not listen and not worry about um, ultimately uh, where that will lead to, and and listen to the people who say you're going to be competing for a national championship or the people who. Uh, say you're not. You just work on the things that you have to do to be successful uh, and focus on being uh, great young men, uh, great teammates, supporting each other on and off the field, uh, doing the preparation that it takes to be successful and and doing that week in and week out. And if in the end uh, we have uh, 12, 13 victories and we continue on, then that's what you play for. Uh, And you just – uh, keep that focus on on the week and the task at hand like we used to uh, and not tr- try to get caught up uh, beyond, uh, in this case, Central Florida. Uh, you celebrate the fact that we had a great win against Hawaii um, and then you move on uh, to the preparation of what it takes to uh, win against Central Florida. And if you have that attitude, uh, if you take it game by game, uh, then the uh, uh, the cumulative effect will be great success uh, with conference and uh, playing for and, and the potential to win a national championship. That I, I <clears throat> agree with you 100%. Being a teammate of yours, I know we've heard that from, you know, Bo and we've heard it from our other coaches on the coaching staff. Today, with so many things like uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and that we didn't have back then. How, how much does that um, affect or how, how, how does the athletic department um, work with the, the players or prevent the players or shield the players, help the players? Because it's very difficult when, you know, an individual has their own account. Does the athletic department um, have a say in, or do they try to help or do they do something? We didn't have that. You know, we didn't have those things going on at, at the time, you know, when we were there. But now there's so many things and, and there's so many different ways of how people can affect the players. Do you guys have something or do you have a program or how does that work? Well, we talked to them about uh, the use of – Uh, all of the technology and all of the things that are out there and uh, give them help and tips on how to utilize it. Our communication staff works with each team. The coaches have their own perspective on um, how they talk to their, uh, their students on there. Specifically though, what about, you know, negative, you know, some, uh, some nowadays it's like anybody who has a account, can put something up because they don't have a face. You understand, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Where oh, no, no. there's no, they, they don't have to be accountable for it. So they can say whatever they want to try to pick at right. it. Is, is there um, some protection so or to, some, go ahead. Well, you try to teach them Jared on, you know, just what I talked about. Um, 
you know, how to stay focused, how to know that there are people um, on all sides, there are people uh, who love Michigan, who are going to be always be supportive of them. And there's a whole lot of other folks that are, are not, that are going to look at every little thing that is done uh, to criticize. And if um, it, it's a way that they, uh, as young people, uh, a way that we have to have, because it's not all young people now, they're, they're uh, people with uh, Twitter accounts that hide behind, um, you know, their name. So they're protected who put out comments who are older, right? right. But they have to learn, <coughs> excuse me, how to deal with that, how to turn it on and off, how to ignore, how to keep their focus uh, on the task at hand. Um, you know, for us, it was just a newspaper. It was magazine articles. It was, you know, Sports Illustrated or uh, daily coverage in a newspaper. Now it's beyond to uh, everybody who wants to have an account has a voice. And the question is, how much do you listen to that? How much do you allow that to infiltrate your mindset uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, putting it in compartmentalizing it and, um, you know, not letting, I, I tell people all the time, I tell young people all the time, um, you, you have to, uh, not get too high at what people say, uh, good about you and, uh, not get too low when there's a lot of negative and criticism about what's going on. Uh, you have to have that internal focus, in understanding of what you're trying to do and what you're working on and that mistakes will happen, but you have to persevere. And that when success happens and, um, you know, people want to put you on a pedestal, there's a lot of people who want to knock you off. And so you have to be humble, uh, in, in success and, and handle it appropriately. And you can't get too down, uh, when mistakes are made or losses occur. Um, you know, you have to just keep, uh, going through life and, and making the best of what you uh, can do and what you can control and your best effort uh, in doing everything that you can for success. And when, when you do that, uh, you let you let everything fall away where it may. Um, and you have to, you know, tune out to a certain degree uh, all of the the comments, good or bad, uh, to keep focus on what you need to do to be successful. So that, can you imagine when we were playing and uh, underneath Boshan Beckler and having an account with Twitter, <laughs> Twitter no. account? No. What it, no. Would, yeah. So that, we <clears throat> nowadays, um, it is, young adults have so many more things to deal with that uh, I'm, I'm glad that I'm past all that. <laughs> I'm glad, um, you know, the, the, my football career is over. I've, uh, moved, but to have to deal with school, um, Twitter accounts, Facebooks, Instagrams, uh, Snapchats, football, um, the media, all of these things is just such a, uh, it's such a hard to me. I, I it's a hard thing. I, I really, commend um some of the higher profile athletes that are in the media every day 
and they're in a college, you know, in, at a college level. Right. You've been listening to Go Blue Players with j and I'm Jared Bunch. My co-host is Jamie Morris. We'll be back next week to recap the game against Colorado and give a little preview of the beginning of the Big Ten. Here we go, baby. Big Ten play starts. So don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or become a follower of the show at blogtalkradio.com slash Players with J&J and become a follower. See you next week. We thank you for your support. Go Blue!